Sell some new sound effects, and I'm definitely gonna overuse. <laughs> and even this great little thing I stole from a movie. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Damn right, you are entertained. Usually, I just introduce the host, and then I let them take over. But today, I thought we'd do the intro together. And so, I have with me Will. Will, introduce yourself. Did do I get any sound effects? <laughs> no. I prepared all these sound effects, so obviously I'm using them for myself. You told me not to prepare anything. You said, we'll don't prepare anything. We'll just wing it and it'll be hilarious. Everybody knows that when someone says, don't prepare anything, they mean prepare a little something, just a little bit at least. What? How? Want someone to prepare something? You ask them to prepare something. No, Will, that's, that, you've got a lot to learn. That's tacky. No one just says, uh, prepare something. Uh. For example, if I like invite like so, a friend around for dinner or something, and they go like, oh, thanks, uh, can I bring anything? Uh, you go, no. But what you really mean by don't bring anything is bring Cadbury favorites. That's always what people mean. And always bring Cadbury favorites. Have you not seen the Cadbury favorites ad? Will, life is like a Cadbury favorites ad. Those must be comfortable shoes. When someone says don't bring something or don't prepare something, always bring something. How? Wouldn't you just say, prepare something? Adults are the worst. This is true, we are the worst. I guess that I could let you use some of my other sound effects. Let me see what I got in my little folder here. Nah, the DJ party air horn, that's kind of mine. I've kind of cemented that with my kind of trademark. What else? Oh, I used that explosion a lot last episode, so that's definitely going to be mine. Hmm. Oh, I, no, I don't really have much else in here for you, Will. Uh, I've got uh, this party horn thing. I'll play that, I'll play that one. And then you introduce yourself. Ready? Here we go. That'll be awesome. That's terrible. What else do you have? Uh, you know, that's about it. I've got your old recordings from when you made the um, the intro. People might not know that you are the voice of Vermont Vibes. Welcome to Vermont Vibes. Do you remember recording that? Yeah, that was pretty legendary. I've got your, um, I've got like the thing where you were showing me the different sound effects that you could do in your voice. Check it out. Voice effect one. Voice effect two. Voice effect three. And voice effect four. Voice effect five. But my favorite, without a doubt, has to be voice effect four. Check this out. And voice effect four. And voice effect four. And voice, and voice, it was a big four. Yeah? Uh, what do you think? I kind of feel like you've prepared a bunch of stuff for you and told me to prepare nothing, so you would look good in comparison. Uh, yeah, okay, that's true. That's definitely what I did. It took me so long to make that voice effects for thing, I have to admit. But Will, you're just such a hilarious character that I was afraid that you would upstage me and that I should bring things 
and then have you bring nothing. I mean, you're good at juggling, you ride a unicycle, you play, you were in Superstan last year, one of the main characters. You're just a born performer. You can play multiple music instruments. Probably that's due because you got a rad music teacher on it anyway. But yes, I'm definitely jealous and I plotted against you. But I guess I'm willing to admit that. But what I'm also willing to admit was that this whole thing was scripted! <laughs> this hilarious back and forth banner. We planned this all along. Angie, you should have seen your face. I mean, we can't see your face, but surely it was surprised. Yes, you're all our Cadbury favorites. None of you disappoint us. Well, except for old Golden Cherry Ripe. They're pretty disappointing. Yes, that's it. Let's get on with the show. Woo! This episode is going to be called Cadbury Favorites because Cadbury Favorites. Three, two, one. Effect full and full. Oh, sorry. Am I on now? Okay, now that I've finally got rid of Mr. Fraser, we can get on with the show. On today's show, we will hear some jokes from Amy and Delane, a story from one of our students, a really talented writer from 5GP. Hmm, who could it be? There will be an interview with the one and only Mr. Strawn. We have decided to include a Father's Day segment where we will give you some ideas for Father's, Father's Day gifts and activities. But first, we're going to hear the answers to last week's trivia questions from Isabel. Hi, my name is Isabel. Now we are going to give you the answers to the trivia questions from last episode. Question one was, she is a singer and she sings seven rings. The answer to that is Ariana Grande. Question two, I own a show and my first name is Jimmy. It's Jimmy Fallon. Question three, I am a girl, I am a singer and I was in the movie Descendants. The answer to this is Sophia Carson. The next one is, he sings I'm Stuck With You with Ariana Grande and people get mixed up with Timberlake. Who am I? Tis Justin Bieber. Now, the fifth question. I have lots of muscles. I am a, I am a man and I am from Jumanji. The movie. The answer to that question is Rock Johnson. So give yourself a pat on the back if you tried to answer those questions. Well done. Thanks for that, Isabel. Hopefully some of you got them right. Next up on the show, we're going to hear some jokes from Amy and Elaine. Hope they're funny. Amy, I'm bored. I want to do something funny so it can make me laugh. I have an idea. We can have a joke marathon. Okay then, you go first. What do you give a sick lemon? I don't know. Lemonade. <laughs> do you even get it? Oh yeah! I don't get it. But I have a better one. 
Why did the student eat his homework? Why would he do that? That's just dumb. It's not dumb. It's because the teacher said it was a piece of cake. <laughs> well, Elaine, I must admit that was okay, but I have a better one. What do you mean that was all right? That was the best one. Just listen to Mike. Why do the M&Ms go to school? Um, why? Because I wanted to be a smarty. That was a good one, but I can beat that. I bet you can't. Today at the bank, an old lady asked me to check her balance. So? So I pushed her over. You can't do that. Did she get hurt? Did you break an arm? Should I go check on her? Chill, girl. It's only a joke. It's not real, okay? Now we've finished, but who won? Yeah, who won? But I felt like I won. No, I won. No, me. Okay, fine. It'll be a draw. Nice job, Amy and Elaine. I like the joke marathon format. Next on the show, we're going to hear an interview with my current Year 6 teacher, who I also had in Year 4. It's the one and only Mr. Strong! Yay! Hi, it's Lily and Leah, and today on Teach of Interviews, we have a guest star, the one and only Mr. Strong. We've had him for two years in a row now, and also been classroom neighbours with him. Don't ask us how we have survived, because we don't know. It's understandable that you followed us into year four, year five, and now year six, obviously because we are the best year level. But will you be following us into high school as well? Wow. Um, I can officially confirm here that I won't come to year seven with you. And I can hear about 100 cheers going through the podcast from grade six students. Um, <laughs> Three years, I feel very, very lucky, to be honest, to have been with your, you guys and this group for three years in a row. It's been very cool. Um, but you guys are all spreading out now when you go to year seven, and that would be a little bit tricky. But I will be keeping a very keen interest on uh, what you guys will get up to in year seven and the future. Everybody is aware of your slight obsession with Carlton. Do you feel any guilt forcing your kids to barrack for such a bad team? No guilt. No, not one little ounce of guilt. Uh, in fact, I get a bit disappointed with myself that I haven't done a better job of recruiting. Um, and so, no, in fact, uh, you guys are all going to leave just as we are hopefully making our way up and starting to improve. So it's been a very long process, uh, but I will keep on keeping on. Go Blues. We all know that you are very talented in the music field. What are some instruments that you play? What are some instruments I play? Um, I started when I was young. Um, one of my first instruments was uh, a cornet. So that's um, a brass instrument or a smaller version of a trumpet. So through all my years, I have managed to play different brass instruments. So they're probably not overly well known, um, but I can have a good go at um, trombone, tubers, euphoniums. Um, there's other ones called a baritone horn and a tenor horn and they're all kind of similar the way you play them. So I can do most of those. I had a go at learning saxophone for a little bit. Um, I learned piano when I was young, not much good at it. Um, and as you girls know, I'm uh, one of my ISO projects is to being to get out the guitar and try and have a bit of a go at learning that. And I haven't um, 
really um, treated you girls much to my playing on that yet, have I? So I'll make sure I do that very soon. Um, also, do you reckon you could sing for us? Yes, I do reckon I could sing for you. Okay, Is that the answer? Yes, no, you have to sing a song for us. Um, aren't you sick of my singing? Because I do sing a bit in class. Or you want some more because you love it so much. Is that what you're asking? Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone wants to listen to the sound of music. Everyone wants to listen to it. Yes. Is that the song you want? We are the Navy Blues. We are the... Okay, I'll stop there. Thank you. <laughs> a little birdie told me that you're very good at sports. Have you passed down your talent to your kids as Max won the Year 6 Sport Award at graduation last year? Um, hopefully Max gets a bit better at sport than I am. <laughs> um, have I passed it on? The girls like dancing. Um, they're a bit more with that. Uh, Maxie did well. He won his best and fairest in footy last year and he's played a bit of basketball with some of these guys, as you know, and the cricket team won their grand final. Um, so, yeah, they, they all enjoy their sports um, and I've enjoyed my sports as well. Um, bit of a jack of all trades and master of none when it comes to that. A bit like my music, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, but I, I enjoy watching them go and play when we can. We haven't been able to do that much, obviously, for the last few months and I know a lot of you guys listening will have missed being able to play with your teammates and play with your sports so let's hope we get to do that soon hey? you are a very mysterious teacher so tell us something that we don't know about you very mysterious what do you mean by that um I think you girls probably know most things about me to be honest <laughs> I don't know that there's much secrets I have from you two um but Maybe people didn't know that before I was a teacher, I was working in, um, or I did a little bit of work with travel and I love traveling around the world. My, I was very lucky as a kid because my um, parents, particularly my dad, but both worked in travel um, with airlines. And so we got flights over to England um, basically every year, which is where they were from to go and see cousins and things like that. So I've been very lucky to do a lot of traveling in my life. Um, uh, and that started me having a bit of an interest in the travel industry, but um, it's a bit of a tricky industry um, to get in. And yeah, it didn't quite go as far um, as it could have. Um, the teaching bug maybe took over a little bit, but yeah, maybe that's something. We know you've gone to Disneyland before. Were you a daredevil and went on the scary rides or a little baby and went on the spinning teacups? <laughs> You know what, I think the first time I went, and this was again one of the benefits of being able to travel lots when I was little, um, we got to do this sort of thing. So when I first went, I was probably six or seven. I reckon it was probably a teacup kind of deal. Um, maybe my parents didn't want to go on the big rides with me. I'll blame them. <laughs> but now when I go, um, it's everything and anything and everything. I love it. It's a great place to be so or go to. I'm very lucky to have done that quite a few times. Just like uh, you, Lil, I know you love it as well. What are some of your pet peeves besides from students writing on their hands? Yeah, writing on skin, that's one. Uh, people coming in with blankets all the time, Lil, that could be another one. Um, pet peeves. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. That there's not a whole lot that um, really annoys me too much. Uh, it's probably the, the normal things that... Um, uh, most people get annoyed at, you know, um, people maybe not being considerate of others or 
looking after each other or that sort of thing. Um, I don't know that I have many that stand out, but um, if I do, my students usually find out about them pretty quick, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> what are five things, aside from food and water, you would take with you to a deserted island? Um, well, I guess family, but that's four. That, that'd be four out of five, or can I count that as one? Um, probably my foxtail to keep up with the uh, fox footy and the ESPN and that sort of thing. Some sort of music-based um, either instrument or something I can play music on. Um, gee, that's a hard question. Um, sunscreen. <laughs> and a picture of 6AS. How about that? Awesome. <laughs> when you were younger, what was your dream job and why? One of the first things I wanted to be when I was really young was to be a pilot. And again, that probably goes back to my traveling around when I was little. I wasn't scientific enough to be able to be a pilot um, properly. Um, and then I, um, I, was, I was a bit stuck through high school, really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, and as I said, I started with a bit of travel and then I spent a year overseas. And one of, part of that was working at a uh, summer camp in America, which is quite a popular pastime for American kids. They all spend the summer, the big break off at camps. And that sort of got me um, into the idea of being a teacher. Um, so yeah, from a pilot to a teacher is a bit, bit of a um, stretch, but that's sort of how that all worked. Who is your favorite child? And you can't say, I can't choose. Is this the last question you were warning me about, Lil? It is. Yes. <laughs> out, of, out of Max, Chloe and Holly, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh, out of those three. Okay. Who's my favorite child? Whoever has been the most cooperative at the time and not screaming their house down. Um, they all have their good and bad moments. Um, Max probably won't hear this. And Chloe will probably go overhead. So should I say Holly? <laughs> I don't know. I know that's a hard one. Sorry. That's a very mean question. I knew that was some sort of question would be coming. I thought that was going to be, which is the favorite kid out of you guys? It is. That could be the extra question. <laughs> who is your favorite student? Uh, I don't know. Kids who try their best and kids who teach me things. They're, they're my favorite ones. The kids who teach me things. What are we supposed to teach you? Oh, I just learn things from kids. Sometimes I learn how, you know, kids who are always smiling or always, happy or always positive or always, and I'm like, that's a good way to be. Always amazing. Anyway, that's probably not going to get on the thing. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite students are the ones that start with L I. That's all our questions. You're done. Yeah. Yes. Hmm, good on you girls. Good on you girls. That's what my dad would say. Excellent interview with Strawny. Just between you and me, I'm pretty sure that he's been following our year level around just so he can teach me over and over again. Yeah, pretty sure that's it. Mm hmm, ever think about that? Next on the show, we're going to hear a story called Undercover Lego. Haruki from 5GP has written this story. It is very advanced writing for a student in year five. I feel a book deal coming up in Haruki's future. Hi everybody, 
Uh, this is Finn Hurren. Uh, I'm a grade six here at Vermont Primary School. Um, and today I'm going to be reading a story. This story is by Haruki um, in grade five. And I hope you enjoy this story because it is an awesome story. This story is called Undercover Lego. Die, die, die! Mitchell cried as he held me with his sweaty palm and shoved me into the other Lego figure's small plastic sword, which was way sharper than I expected. I was ready to gasp in pain, but I forced myself not to, remembering what the Lego master at the undercover Lego Academy. Humans are large, mean and stupid. I could almost hear the master's booming voice say, but the worst thing a Lego agent can do is underestimate a young human's ability of hearing. They can hear even the slightest of sound, whether it's a sniff of the air, a footstep, or a small gasp. I could not make a noise, and not unless I wanted to fail my first Lego mission, get banned from the agency, and be the cause of talking, living, and walking Lego figures' discovery. So I stayed silent, though it was hard. I tilted my head a mere millimetre, looking towards Mitchell's head, which was turned the opposite way now. I let out a silent breath of relief. I had not realised I'd been holding. I heard the croaky voice of Mitch's grandmother call. Mitch, your mother says to come inside and eat your dinner before it gets cold. Mitch's reply came, comes loud and clear. He was turning into my ear and shouting, Okay, Gran, coming! Jeez, no need to yell, Mitch. Who knew five-year-old kids were so deafeningly loud? He dumped me and the other figurine, whose name was Christopher, although Mitch had chosen the name, Captain Hook the Evil Pirate for him instead, down onto the grass. We were lucky it was a soft landing this time. Last time Mitchell wanted to play with us, he decided we were going mountain hiking. The landing that time had been on a sharp rock. I watched in humour as he tried to dodge all the Lego pieces scattered onto the concrete next to the grass. My laughs turned to horror when I see what he, he landed his foot on. This time I gasped, but that was okay, but by then Mitch was far enough away. Oh no, I cried, but softly, of course. We were not at a stage where we could take risks. Turning slowly to Christopher, who was in as much shock as I was. He smashed the flying ship. Christopher gave out a small whine, but I could tell he was in agony on the inside. I knew that he and one of the other agents at Lego had built the vehicle. They had worked for so long, but it was well worth the wait. It was built with red and blue pieces and had green lights on the back and front. And on the inside, it had black cushion seats, lots of buttons and a trap door to go back outside. Chris had explained to me just before it was built that the buttons could get you out of any situation and the wings were exactly the right shape for flying. Now it was all gone. No more flying, no more testing all the buttons, no more falling asleep on the comfortable seating and no more getting out of this place when our mission, which was to save the other figurines who had become trapped trying to get the previous ones out, was over. 
How are we going to get out of here when we've completed the mission? Asked Chris, Chris anxiously. He was a leader. I was just a newbie. Chris would know what to do. I have no clue, Chris admitted. Great! I started panicking. I knew it! We're going to be stuck here forever. I'm going to fail my first mission and die of the cold. And if that doesn't kill us, starvation will. I'll never get to go bungee jumping or balloon riding or... I swear I could have gone on. But Chris put a hand on my shoulder, which, yes, was made of plastic, and said, Stop it, Sean. I know you're just a noob, but you need to know what a Lego agent never gives up. And I forgot to tell you. Sorry for the stab I gave you with my sword. You handled it pretty well, though. He chuckled, which made, made me laugh. <laughs> it's okay. It wasn't your fault. We'd been recruited to a home with a slightly less aggressive five-year-old, he said. But you're right. We should probably focus on the mission, then worry about what we're going to do about it next. He smiled, a fake smile. But he was probably relieved that, I've gotten, that I'd gotten the message. Chris tried not to be the emotional, sappy type of guy. Yes, well, we'll get some rest now. Then we'll have enough energy for the major part of the mission tomorrow. I nodded in agreement. I was tired too. Then I waited for the right time and said, I'm sorry about your flying shit. I know it was special to you, especially since you built a lot of it. He dropped his head low and tried to smile another fake smile, but failed. He got up and explained that we couldn't sleep in the comfortable ship and instead we had to sleep on the grass. I started to sweat. Now, I've never told anyone this, but I'm afraid of bugs. I know that this is a terrible thing to be afraid of, but I just hate their many legs and their large bodies, but I absolutely, totally hate their big, black, beady eyes. They're always staring at me with them, and it's hard not to tremble. Um, is everything okay? Christopher asked, sensing that something was troubling, troubling me. I thought about telling him for a second, but I didn't want to complain or sound spoiled or something. So I stammered, uh, no, nothing at all. He furrowed his eyebrows, then said goodnight and walked off to try and get some sleep. His plastic legs clicking together with each step. I lie on the ground and close my eyes, but they kept opening. Each minute, it was impossible to get any sleep for, the, for a whole hour. But after that, somehow, I drifted off to sleep. I told you it was a great story. I wonder how the story will end. Will, the newbie Lego agent, and his mission commander, Christopher, be able to complete their mission and rescue the other trapped Lego? How can they possibly get to the other trapped Lego now? Mitchell has ruined their airship. And will Mitchell be back to cause more havoc? To find out what happens next, you will have to tune in to next podcast. Sorry for my own sound effects that I did in my mouth. To finish off the show, we're going to have a Father's Day segment from Darcy and George. Father's Day is coming up this week, guys. Don't forget. Now, any dads who are listening, you're going to have to block your ears. That means you, Tom. And David. 
don't worry. I can't actually see any of you. This is pre-recorded. I was just hoping that I said a couple of dad names that I could freak some people out. <laughs> Sorry. This will be the closing segment of the week, so thank you for tuning in. I've enjoyed being your host, and I hope you've had a great day, and stay happy, healthy, and safe. Hopefully you can get some good ideas for Father's Day from Darcy and George. Anyway, peace out. Father's Day is coming up this Sunday, the 6th of September, so we are going to give you some ideas on what you can do for Dad on his special day and some activities that you could do together. If you're really into arts and crafts and want to make your dad something a bit different, then why not try and make him a pop-up card? You can find a bunch of tutorial videos on the internet of making pop-up cards. Just search Easy Pop-Up Cards on Google and you can find a ton of ideas. If you're looking for a great gift idea without spending any money, then you can draw your dad some special coupons filled with jobs or favours that you'll do for your dad. Some ideas you could put on your coupons for dad can include, I'll wash your car for you, I will make you breakfast or lunch, I will give you a neck massage, I will wash the dishes, I will mow the lawns or I will clean up the mess in this room without complaining. You can make your dad his very own special toolbox. But rather than having expensive tools inside, you put in a few small little treats or gifts that your dad might like. Maybe a chocolate bar that he likes, a new pen, or, draw or a drawing of him that you've made. This gift idea doesn't have to work with a toolbox. You can get your dad a new lunchbox, tackle box, or even a pen or stationery holder that has some nice surprises stored inside. Right now, we can't go to restaurants or cafes to celebrate Father's Day. But that doesn't mean you can't organise a special meal or beverage for Dad. You could offer to make him a tea or coffee or pick him one up from the local cafe. You could bake him some treats. Organise Uber Eats or check out the Click for Vic website where you can order special foods, treats and gifts from local small businesses in Victoria. For something a little different, Munro's Burgers has an offer where they will deliver you burger packages with all the ingredients with instructions so that you can learn the process of cooking some great restaurant quality burgers at home. If your dad is a bit of a stickler about screen time, then you can organise a family game night where you step away from the screens for some entertainment. You can pull out some board games, try a jigsaw puzzle, or even get creative and make up some new games or competitions that you could try. Like a contest to see who can throw a pair of socks into the washing basket from different places around the house. You could have a family movie night. Get some popcorn and spread out on the couch. Let your dad be in charge of the remote control and find something for you all to enjoy. If your dad is into sports, maybe you can watch a game together. There are three big AFL games, including Saints vs Hawks, Cats vs Bombers, Bulldogs vs the Eagles. The NBA playoffs are also in full swing. You can make your dad some special game day treat, like cook him a pie or chips, or maybe make nachos or hot dogs. If none of these games on Saturdays feature your dad's favourite teams, then you can organise to watch a replay of one of his favourite sporting moments. If you and your dad are both into fitness, then you could do a home workout together. Due to lockdown restrictions, many professionals have uploaded some great workout videos that you can do at home without needing gym equipment. 
You can search home workout without equipment on YouTube to find some great workouts. Rugby league legend Billy Slater also has his own app called Move with Billy Slater. You can also find some of his workout videos on Instagram and Facebook by searching Move with Billy Slater page. I hope you find these ideas helpful and have a great Father's Day with your dad.